You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 73. Welcome to Yoga Boss, the only podcast for ambitious yoga teachers who know the real value of yoga, where life coach and yoga teacher Jackie Skinner teaches you how to rewire your brain to confidently leap from employee to yoga entrepreneur. Are you ready to build the business of your dreams? Hello, my friends. Welcome to Yoga Boss episode number 73. I have a super fun guest for you today. I'm actually bringing my husband on to give you all the behind the scenes details of what it's like to be married to me and married to an entrepreneur. Before we dive in, though, I want you to know that the Science of Sales Masterclass replay is still available and it is so good. I teach you how to rewire your brain to literally love selling for good, which will be necessary if you want to grow to six figures in your yoga business. And I want to let you know that the July group for the Yoga Boss program is about to open up for enrollment. So if you have been on the fence, if you've been thinking about this program, if you have been ready to invest, it's time to get your ducks in a row so that when that enrollment launches big and wide to the public, you can be the first person to sign up. This week alone in the current group, we've had people blow past their highest revenue month ever. We've had people sign their first clients. We've had people sign their first person to their retreat. Like they are already crushing it. So get ready, Yoga Boss Group Program. All right, without further ado, here is the episode and here is my husband, Jake Murphy. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Murphy, and this is Yoga Boss. Today on the podcast, I have a very special guest with us. I'm actually going to bring you my husband, Jake Murphy. He has had a up-close and very personal view of what it's like to build this coaching business. He has been there as I was launching this podcast. He's been there when I took maternity leave, when I came back from maternity leave. And I wanted to give you kind of an in-depth look from his point of view to shed some light on what it's like to be an entrepreneur and to be a CEO of your own business in a relationship. And one of the things that I will say is I spoke with someone last week who said, Jackie, you always seem like you have your stuff together. You always seem so wise. And y'all, I'm human like the rest of you. So I'm sure Jake will share that with you this morning on this podcast. And we're just going to listen in. Jake, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Jackie. Uh, You may want to set some boundaries around what I can, should not say. I mean, I don't know how personal (laughs) we want to get, but I'm here to answer any questions and hopefully shed some light for listeners on what Jackie does go through day to day so I can help you with your businesses and whatever else you're doing in the world. Okay. So what I always tell my clients is when you're marketing and when you're out in the world, you can share what is personal, but not what is intimate. How does that sound? Fair. All right. So then let's get started. Let's first just dive in with what is it what is it like to be married to a full-time entrepreneur? Uh 
Well, I would say it takes a lot of coordination and respect for what you're building and appreciation for what you're building. And it's fun to just watch it all happen. So for me, it's about figuring out how I can best help you so that you have the time to do what you need to do building your business. And so coordinating schedules and um, figuring out how to take care of baby lane with both of the things we have on our plates is of the utmost importance as your business continues to grow. Mm, yeah. So I don't have a traditional nine to five schedule. Jake does have a job that takes him away from the home from nine to five ish. He's also an entrepreneur. So we're doing all of that and juggling a four month old. So I right now, my schedule set up to work from eight to 12 in the morning. How would you say that me having a different kind of schedule impacts our relationship? Well, it helps. It allows me to still be able to have my work and my schedule. And the fact that you're able to work non-traditional hours is definitely something that's helpful for us. But I would say it's rare that you actually work 8 to 12. She says that and it's cute, but... That's not really what's happening. Um, she jumps on at 7 p.m. and she sends me links that maybe aren't working at 6.30 while I'm having a beer watching the U.S. Open with Lane. It, it doesn't stop at 12. So it's a cute story, but it's not <laughs> really what's going on as you're, as you're working in your business. It, he's right. And he calls me out on this because it's super easy for me to just to say, I'm going to do this one thing real quick. And real quick is like an hour later. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but part of being an entrepreneur is you are radically responsible for every single part of your business. And you never know when something is going to kind of need your attention or need your help. So my official like brain focus hours are from 8 to 12. And then my cleanup and the oh shit hours are as needed in the business. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it seems like it. I think you do some self-work outside of those hours as well, whether it's in the morning or when you get a chance to ride your bike or do your yoga. Um, so there's some focus hours, maybe not on the business direct, that happen outside of the 8 to 12 schedule that help with your business. But yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So that's actually a super good point that you just brought up. So I require all of my clients to do their own self-coaching as part of the program. And I always encourage them to be a product of their product, which means you have a yoga practice, you have a meditation practice, you are in that self-transformation all the time. And for a long time, when I was first starting out, I actually did wonder, like, should that be part of my work hours? Should that be personal hours? Like, I was trying to figure out the perfect schedule of when to do that kind of stuff. And for me, it's, it's, Always. Always. It is. Yeah. I mean, you'll be getting ready in the morning. I'll come back from dropping off Lane at school and you'll be listening to a podcast while you curl your hair or whatever you do to your hair. And <laughs> all of that is part of the business that you're building. It doesn't stop. So, you know, we'll jump in the car and the podcast is on. We'll do your hair and you're listening to your podcast. So all of that's happening all yeah. the time. Yeah. It is happening all the time. And that's just part of me being me. I love to learn. And so I'm always wanting to take in 
information that I can then share with you guys. Now, that kind of leads me into me being me. Let's talk about maternity leave. (laughs) That was really hard. That was really hard. So we had Lane at the end of January, and I had set up a three-month maternity leave, completely off work, um, and just going to be solely focused on the baby. And what actually happened, me being me, I love to work. And I found that staying at home, while that's for some moms, just wasn't for me. And I needed to go back to work early. How was your experience of that? Uh, so I can't share intimate. I can share personal. I mean, it was hard. You weren't your best self. I wasn't my best self. We weren't sleeping. We weren't on a schedule. We didn't know how to be parents. We were literally going through something new every single day and night and trying to adjust on the fly and not always agreeing with what the best thing to do was in the moment. And so... Um, maternity leave was a difficult period. Uh, I don't know what else you want me to say about it. It was just <laughs> a long stretch of a few months and it wasn't three cause you went back to, to work. I think after two months. Yeah. So what was the experience like that when I went back to work, what changed? Uh, It still wasn't that easy, but we did start to figure out a schedule and a routine. I think you went back to work in a limited capacity and that was stressful because you didn't feel like you were working enough and we had to figure out how to get you the time and then we needed to figure out how to get Lane to daycare at a young age and that wasn't easy But I remember you saying like you're a different person between this week and last week when you weren't working and now when you are, you're completely different. Yeah, I think having work to take your mind off of the chaos of learning to be a parent and take care of Lane um, and the fact that you like to work coupled in you starting to be yourself again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm going to do an entire podcast and all the things I learned from maternity leave. But one of the things that I learned is like, once you know yourself, don't try and be different than who you are. <laughs> I know I love to work. And so trying to force myself to not do that was actually harming everyone in the sense of I couldn't be my best self without showing up and taking care of me and doing what I loved. If you had to recap one thing you learned from maternity leave, what would you say it is? Um, recap one thing on maternity leave that I learned. Yeah, I learned more about what you need to to take care of yourself so i learned you better i learned myself better i learned how important sleep was (laughs) but what would you say to someone who's about to take a maternity leave what would you tell them trust yourself to know what's best for you and respect whatever that is if you feel like you want three months four months five six or one month that's fine um no, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. What's best for Jackie isn't what's best for Jake. Although I'm not going on mat leave ever, but you know, whatever the <laughs> name of the, leave. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like a week. <laughs> I, I just trust yourself to know what's best and then honor it. Okay. So let's kind of shift into what do you think is the coolest thing that I do 
as an entrepreneur? Um, help your people and really care about their success. So go all in. Yeah. Like if you're a client, Jake probably knows you. <laughs> I talk <laughs> about you guys all the time and I'm like, this person just did this and this person just did this. And I, I do love every single one of my clients and seeing them change their lives is the coolest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So what on the flip side of that, what would you say is the least cool, the lamest thing or the not good thing that I do? Uh, well, you are all in. And so you it's impossible to be all in in every area outside the home. Um, so dinners aren't always plated and warm when I get off my job. <laughs> he says aren't always, but he means never. <laughs> yeah, I do all the cooking. Um, we, You do a lot of the cleaning. You know, trying to balance the home life while giving you what you need for the entrepreneurial life is um, not my least favorite, but something I'm totally willing to sacrifice and figure out. Yeah. So in our marriage, we have decided that like the traditional roles as husband and wife aren't going to work for us. And we've kind of started to take apart gender stereotypes or maybe what we learned in our past from our parents, from society about what we should be doing in the marriage and what we should be doing in the house. So part of that is like Jake truly does cook every dinner every single night. And we've been using a home home chef. What what have we been using? HelloFresh. HelloFresh. So it's it's fun for you. It's all laid out. It's all right there. But I can not have to worry about that or think about that. But it's definitely been a shift. What do you what would you say is like the hardest part of redefining those roles? Unlearning everything that I I knew and know growing up and also learning how to cook. You know, I wasn't someone that was cooking all the time when I was young. And so I'm learning how to do these things on the fly and unlearning the way that I saw it done. Um, And I respect and love the way that I was raised. And I think it's great. And it just doesn't work for what you and I have going. Uh, So that's not always easy. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, really fun to be able to kind of be in both. Like I love being able to make money and help provide for the family. And then I also love to clean. So I like to have both, but I like having the freedom of figuring out how we want to do it and what it looks like for us. So let's talk about money. Guess what? What? (laughs) I calculated how much money I've made since I've returned from maternity leave. It's been 45 days. I've made $62,000. That's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So I want to offer that. My clients don't know that. I've never told them money, how much I've made. But what is it like to have that kind of like unlimited capacity and what you can make and what I can make? And I say you because you're also an entrepreneur. How does that change where we see ourselves going in the future? I believe that that's not been easy either, having 
financial success and being comfortable with that success has taken me some getting used to. I had different thoughts around money before, you know, you and I met each other and I needed to do some reading and some self-coaching to even make it possible for me to believe that you could have an unlimited source of income. So how does it change where we're going? I just now I'm comfortable with it happening and it's not the motivator of why I do what I do or why you do what you do. And if it comes great and we'll see what that means as far as where we're going. Um, but I think it's just anything's possible. Yeah. Well, we have dreams of where we want to go. Yeah. I want to be a golf cart ride away from a golf course and you want to live on the beach and we would like a home, second home in the Chicago area. So those are all things that we're creating. Is that what you're wondering? About? Yeah. Yeah. Like what is it going to give us the opportunity to have in our lives and, and to give back in our lives. And it's just a different mindset than the traditional nine to five salary, maybe increase 3% every year. The growth is, exponential and it compounds really quickly so you've talked a lot about what's been hard and i'm wondering what's been really easy what's been super fun about all this fun is seeing how excited you get when you experience success whether that be your clients experiencing success or you hitting a goal that's fun to watch you celebrate how do I celebrate? Dance parties. <laughs> it's always dance parties. <laughs> yeah. Usually with the dog and jumping around and <laughs> sometimes with the baby and just really loud music to where our neighbors are probably like WTF. <laughs> um, that's fun. I think that it's fun that you do have a non-traditional schedule and you can take a day if you want, which you rarely do, to go celebrate that. Um, we can pick up and go to Chicago for a few weeks and you can do your work up there. That's really cool. I don't, you know, it's, I don't think I would call a whole lot easy. Mm. It's growth, you know, learning how to have the financial success, learning how to schedule, learning how to take care of the home, learning how to parent, um, that's not been easy. Mm -mm. None of that has been easy. And so as I'm trying to think of what has been, mm -hmm. I mean, I, our, our love has, we've maintained our love. So that's been easy to still have that going on as we were building all of this. Mm -hmm. Other yeah. than that, I mean, there's just, it's been a lot of work. Yeah, like entrepreneurship is no joke. It's no joke and it's fun and it's exciting and there's so much growth and there's so much endless possibility. So there's a ton of reasons of why to still say yes to it, but it's definitely not comfortable and just like this nice, smooth ride. <laughs> no. You can see kind of the roller coaster of it all. Um, okay, so I know I have one client who she's opening a studio right now and her husband helps her. What would you what would your advice to be to my clients who are in business building their businesses for their spouse, whether it be husband, wife, partner, however they 
relate? You have to be able to trust that they know and give them the space to do what they know. Um, so for me, I'm there when you when you want to sound off or need someone to bounce ideas off of. But I just truly try and provide everything that you need to do what you do, whether that be time, whether that be space from the family, whether that be finances in certain situations, whatever I can do to help you, because I believe in what you're doing is how I best show up. And I think how I contribute the most to your business. Um, but I mostly stay out of your way. I'm someone that's stubborn and I like to have the answers and be in charge. And, and it's been an exercise of trying to pull that back, which also hasn't been easy as we're on the theme of <laughs> difficult. So I think that's what I would say to that question. It's interesting because so Jake runs his own transportation company and I'll try and like manage him and coach him <laughs> in his company. And he does the same thing for me. And we're both very strong leaders. We're both very opinionated and have our ways of doing things. So it's like we got to stay in our own lanes, in our own businesses. And when you do ask me for support, I'm there. And when I ask you for support, you're always there. It's just we know that it's better to be asked versus just give unsolicited advice about what you think should happen. Right. Okay, let me ask you this. We're about to launch another group in July. Bring on some more yoga teachers, more studio owners to thrive in their businesses. There's people listening who've been thinking about joining. What would you say to those people? Look at the success of those that have worked with you and what they're doing. And they're stepping out of their full-time jobs because they're earning enough on their own that they can do that. Uh, so it really works and she'll give you the tools to be successful and give it a try. I mean, why not? Uh, what do you have to lose? You're, you're on the fence for a reason. In other words, <laughs> you want to do it. So what the hell go. You're on the fence for a reason. <laughs> okay. Any final things, anything that you think my listeners should know that maybe they don't know or any final words? Um, well, I mean, thanks for having me on. It's been fun. I've wanted to do this for a while. So it's cool to be this close to the mic, which is very weird for me still. <laughs> I'm not I'm used to speaking into a computer or a phone, not this giant microphone from one inch away. Um, Jackie. Oh, wow. You're a homebody. You know, you like to be at home. You're most comfortable with a clean house, a candle on, maybe in the bathtub with a glass <laughs> of wine and a book. Uh, so that's kind of how Jackie is off screen. Um, what else can I tell people? Which is interesting because I'm a little bit introverted. On Myers-Briggs, I'm technically not. But my whole job is so extroverted. So that that actually is going to help somebody who's like, but I'm too introverted to do this. Like, no, you can do it. And then I just always take time to recharge in the bathtub usually you're correct yeah yeah I, that's that's how you are where i'm more out and with people and that gives me energy and i try and pull you to do that and you're a good sport because you'll usually go with it until you're like no i'm done i want to be at home <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, this was a hard thing, especially when Zooms were happening during COVID. And I would be on Zoom all day with clients and then Zoom with friends and Zoom with family. And I'm like, it's enough. Yeah. <laughs> no more. No more Zoom. Yeah. Um, you love your dog, unlike <laughs> anything I've ever seen. Uh, she was just licking my toes. <laughs> you love the water and the beach. Mm-hmm. You don't like messy. Mm-mm. You really like spicy foods. <laughs> You're just giving a rundown of me. Yeah. I love it. Trying to think what you never talk about. <laughs> You're a really fast driver, like uncomfortably fast, where it's like slow down. Oh, and you try and tell me how to drive, which is the best. I'm a backseat driver. Yeah. Because I'm so good at driving. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a little bit about you. What else do you want to know from my seat? Oh, man. I'm sure they're like, tell us more. (laughs) Yeah, it's more just like I'm human, you know, like you guys get a weekly podcast from me on a topic that I've sat and I've thought about and I've curated and that's wonderful and it helps you guys. But there is a lot of life that's not curated and that is always happening. That's what Jake gets to see. Mm hmm. So fun, isn't it, for you? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean you have your 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 not panics, but am I gonna do this? Is anyone out there? Am I gonna hit these goals? And you know, you either mm-hmm. have already hit them or you're on your way, and it's just kind of a little bit like let you have that thought and then a few hours go by and you're like, that was a little silly. So you you know, you are totally human. Yeah. Yeah, the freak out, the doubt, like all of that still happens. Which, going back to the question of how would I, what advice would I give to husbands out there or boyfriends trying to help? Or girlfriends. Or girlfriends trying to help, you know, their significant other and their business. It's like those freak outs are going to happen and (laughs) weathering the storm is how I have to best show up sometimes. Just let them happen and just be there. Mm Mm-hmm. As hard as it might be. And sometimes the freak outs are, they can be directed at me. Mm, unintentionally. <laughs> yeah, those are the worst ones. And I would say like the, the freak outs you've learned are usually illogical. So you're like, okay, you can, you can say all this, but we're not actually freaking out. And I have those too sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I freak out about how am I going to hire the folks that I need to run the business starting in a month and a half? How am I going to get the bus there? How Mm -hmm. am I going, you know, ah, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So it's just the human brain being the human brain. Yeah, it really is. And that's so good to know because some people think it's their brain and it's like personal about who they are. And it's like, no, no, no. You're an entrepreneur. You're going to freak out about the how. You're going to want all the answers. You just have to get started and take the next step anyway. Yeah. And you're not an op- entrepreneur. Your brain's going to freak out the same <laughs> yeah, way. That's so true. <laughs> that's so true. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm going to say next time we'll have you on the podcast is when I've retired you. Retired me? Yeah. We don't have to wait that long. No, no. It's going to happen soon. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) whatever you say. It's a goal of mine to be able to know that we're supported and we have everything we need for the family to be able to bring Jake home so he can focus solely on his business. 
I think I would go crazy if I was home all the time. You can still have your business. You can still do whatever you want. Oh, okay. Remember that golf cart life we're going for? Yeah. Are you going to go crazy? No. <laughs> no. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You guys, I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.